We will uh, begin. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um, uh, good evening. For those who are joining us through the internet, uh, we don't know what the time zone they're in. It is a privilege to be here to share the uh, the message of the gospel here at uh, the Bridge Church. Uh, thank you, Pastor Brian, for giving us the uh, the opportunity. Today is a is a huge day. First, because we were able to wake up. Hmm. We're able to enjoy another day that the Lord has granted us. Every day is a blessing. He was not grateful because he has a new day of life. It's because he does, he does not know God. And that is good. All the time he is good. God is good. <laughs> that we must uh, always be grateful for the good things and even for the evil things. Because everything that comes from the Lord helps us for our good, for those who love God. He that doesn't know God is always uh, depressed, even for the for the smallest things that happen in his life. He frustrates himself. But those of us who love God happens no matter what happens. We are joyful because if we live. We live for Christ. And if we die, it is a gain for us. That is the life of a Christian. Today we're bringing a message about the Father for, the, for Father's Day, which is very awesome. Okay, It makes sense in Spanish, but not in English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll be uh, search- looking in uh, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. To verse 39. But we will be mainly focused in verse 39. We'll be reading from 34. First, Brother Chica will read, and then I will interpret in uh, English. Verse 34 reads, Verse 
El que haya su vida, la perderá. Y el que la ha perdido, su vida, por mi causa, la hallará. Amen. Matthew uh, 10, 34, 39. Think not that I am come to uh, send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes, or enemies, shall be they of his own house, or household. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that takes not his own cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. Think not that I come to bring peace on this earth. That is the first uh, point that we will be touching this morning. Many times we depress because we want peace. It is good. Pero como cristiano, tenemos que estar conscientes but as Christians we must always be conscious that for the sake of Christ for his name we will, we will suffer persecution La vida de cristiano the life of a Christian no es una vida en un it is not a life of a, a sitting in a buffet disfrutando de todo lo que nos gusta. enjoying of all the things that we like no, la vida de cristiano the life of a Christian teaches us Christ teaches us in this passage that we will not have peace that the peace that we have is rested is rested by faith in Christ that is the peace of a Christian but our emotions will be, will be attacked wanting to find the peace with the things that the world offers. And that will not happen. Right now it's so sad to see how many people are frustrated or depressed for who will be the governor of their, of their country or who will govern or rule their states. And that's been very traumatic for many people. But in reality or in truth of the Christian, he must know or be aware of that it doesn't matter who is the governor or, or who rules or governs the states. There will be no peace. Because if today it is evil, tomorrow will be worse. It doesn't matter who is uh, ruling. This is why Christ said, Think not that I am come to bring peace on this earth. And here's the most important part. I'm not come to bring peace, but a sword. Sword. For I come to set a man at variance against his father. The daughter against her mother. Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Verse 36. And the man's enemies shall be they of his own household. 
Can you see that there's a separation here? Because now he's touching the family. When Christ was telling this to his disciples, he was teaching them something that they were very aware of. Because in those times, people were so religious that if one member of the families was converted to another religion that, that was not what they that was not what they were raised in, they would be shunned from their families. Even today, in the Middle East, there are cultures like the Muslims where there's families that if the father finds out that the son has been converted to Christianity, they will disown him. And in many uh, Caucasians, not only will they disown him, but they will celebrate a funeral in memory of that son, that, of that son that has been converted to Christianity. It is something serious. When they celebrate a funeral, it means that to them the son is dead. It happens in many cultures. And it happens with the with people who truly convert to Christianity. Their own families they turn they turn against them as their enemies. I too have experienced that. A person that I love very much when he found out that I had been converted to Christianity, he called me only to say to me that he would prefer that I would be a gangster, a drunkard and an addict, that I would be the worst in the world. But to be a Christian, he would never forgive me for that. That is what happens when you become a true Christian. Verse 36, and the, a man's enemies shall, they, uh, shall be those of his own household. What is Jesus Christ trying to teach you with this? We will title this message, Fernando. Title. <laughs> To be a Christian, first you must lose. If you truly want to gain, you must lose first. You will lose family. You will lose children. You will lose friends, which are the first to you know walk away. But then comes the reward or the recompense. Verse 37. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that does not take up his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. In other words, if you're not willing 
to renounce all that. You are not worthy of being a, a disciple of Christ. Take up your cross. Is that you must be able to uh, uh, bur- or carry all that. You must be able to balance uh, what weighs more. Or what is worth more. You must count the cost. Family or Christ. And with this, I'm not saying that we must disconnect ourselves from our family. No. It is when we are more become, we want to become more closer to them. But the motive is not so that we would fall or that we would, uh, that we would become silent and not speak the gospel. We must love our fathers. We must love our mothers. But more, but we must love Christ supremely. Christ supremely. Him. Christ who um who renounced everything everything he had in heaven to come and serve to serve sinners like us Amen who gave his life for us question who do you love more? do you love Christ more? or your family? do you love your mother more? Or Christ? Do you love your daddy more? Or Christ? Who is most important to you? Christ? Or your children? I don't want to miss the opportunity to tell you Happy Father's Day. It's a beautiful day, perfect day for this message. Because so many folks are all worried or anxious about the Father's Day, Mother's Day. I'm not saying that all that is evil or bad. Do it. With that, you can win them to Christ. But let that not, not that be the motive. Like to idolize the event. That is not the important. Not important. It, it doesn't matter if you tell your father, or your dad, Happy Father's Day. It is more most important that you say, Christ loves you. Repent. Repent of your sins, so that you can be saved. That's more important. And he that does not take up his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. That is to take up your cross. Because we must uh, renounce. Or we must put up with our with the most difficult people who is our family. Uh, verse 39. He that finds his life uh, shall lose it. And he that uh, loses his life 
For my cause? We'll find it. Christ is making his disciples aware or warning them. We'll, we'll go to uh, Matthew 16. Okay, Matthew 10. Verse 36. We'll read to uh, 22. Yeah, yeah Matthew uh, 10, 16 to 22. Dice, mira, yo os envío como ovejas en medio de lobos, por tanto sean astutos como la serpiente e inocentes como la paloma. Pero cuidado de los hombres, porque os entregarán a los tribunales y os azotarán en sus, en sus sinagogas. Y hasta seréis llevados delante de gobernadores y reyes por mi causa. Como un testimonio a ellos y a los gentiles, pero cuando os entreguen, no os preocupéis de cómo o qué hablaréis, porque a esa hora se os dará lo que habréis de hablar, porque no sois vosotros los que hablan, sino el Espíritu de vuestro Padre que habla en vosotros, y el hermano entregará a, a la muerte al hermano, y el padre a su hijo. Y los hijos se levantarán contra los padres y les causarán la muerte. Y seréis odiado de todos por causa de mi nombre. Pero el que persevere hasta el fin, este será salvo. Amen. Matthew 10, verse 16 through 22. Behold, or look, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought, or do not worry how or what you, will, you, shall, you shall speak. For it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father, which speaks in you. And the brother shall deliver, shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated, you shall be hated, hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. How many of you can say amen? Can you see what Jesus Christ is telling them? For my name's sake, you will be scourged. For my name's sake, you will be hated. For my name's sake, you will be taken to councils. And this will be a testimony. That is the point. For those who were there. And for those who would believe. For the Gentiles. Tribulations. That we as Christians. That we may endure. For persecution. For serving Christ. That benefits. Because of that. Many believe. 
How, because they say, how is it possible that this man would go to jail? He is uh, hated by family and he is still joyful. How can he still have peace? And they come and ask you, what is it that you're doing? What psychologist are you visiting that is helping you have that peace? And then that is the opportunity that God opens for you to share the gospel. That is the testimony, the testimony of persecution. In verse 21, and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. And the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. That is persecution. That implies that many of us that we may even die for the sake of uh, the gospel. Are you willing to even lose your own life? Lose your own family for the sake of the gospel of Christ? Are you ready? Are we ready? Verse 22. All for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end. But he that endures or perseveres to the end, he shall be saved. Remember? To deny self, take up your cross, and follow Christ. Follow Christ. Verse, verse 32, Matthew 10. Amen. Verses 32 through uh, 33, Matthew 10. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. That is the part, uh, the gaining part. That is where we enter into the most important part. If you are truly denying self, and you know the consequences of what will happen, for being a Christian, Christ will confess you before the Father in heaven. But if you deny Christ because you love mother more or because, because you love your children more or whoever it is, Christ also will disown you. That is what the Bible says. This is not something I'm making up. 
It's written here. It says, if you deny me before men, I too will deny you before the Father. But, but all those who confess me, Christ, before public, in the public, I too will confess him before my Father that is in heaven. And it says, verse 34. That is why Christ says in 34, Do not think that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I come to set a man at variance against his father, the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies shall be they of his own family or household. He that loves father or mother more than me, Christ, is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. He that loses his life for my sake shall find it. Do you see how simple it is? Losing, we gain. Uh, dying we live. Those who were listening to this message of denying self and taking up the cross were very familiar with what Christ was talking about. Because they had seen how the Romans would crucify criminals. Just delinquents. From the court where they were being judged, they had to take the the beam. The they had to carry the cross beam. They would tie them to the cross beam, and they would walk to the place where they would be crucified. So Christ was given them that example. When they were walking in this position, with, with the cross being tied to their arms, they, were, they knew they were going one route and there would, there would not be a return back. And at the end of that route, it would be for their death. For the, uh, for, the, for the sake of the cross, they could not even look to the sides because the cross would not allow them. Then, they knew that at that instant, they were walking to death. This is what Christ is, is, is uh, warning us about. If you are a true Christian, Take up your cross. Keep your eyes ahead. Deny self. Keep your eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith, who is Christ Jesus, and do not look back. Only the true Christian can do that. Because the true Christian has known the true and living God.
And you know what the greatest uh, reward is? That is ahead? If you, even though you know you're headed to death? What's most important is that reward? Then everything that's around us. Or even behind us. I was looking very something interesting. Because I was looking at, I was seeing how they, how, how to cultivate plants. And I discovered something really important. But I think it would be good to bring it here. When you take a seed, first you might put it under the sun so that it would uh, heat up. So that it would dry. And from there, let us plant it in the earth. When it is planted in the earth, that seed first must die. It dies. When that seed dies, then it starts to germinate. And that uh, plant grows. It germinates. When that uh, seed dies first, it germinates, and it grows, and then it brings forth fruit. Yes, but for, uh, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but that's not the right word, yeah. <laughs> and that is what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us. To, to live, we must die first, like that seed. If you truly want to bring forth fruits worthy of repentance, because if you don't die first, you can bring forth fruits, but there will be fruits contaminated. In the, in the end, will be will destroy your life and those around you. It is very important knowing that the way that we're walking as Christians is not easy. It is very difficult. Can you imagine watching the, uh, the path headed towards death? Or watching those people carrying their, their crossbeams? Knowing that in the end they're going to die? Uh -huh, they go to say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I, I declare a new house, or a new car, <laughs> or I declare in the name of Jesus that is nothing happening to me. Uh, better things will ha uh, coming to me. Hold on. How can that be possible? If a Christian is carrying his cross and he knows he's headed to towards death, but that is the false gospel today is being preached. And I'm not saying they're giving it because they're selling it. Because all that has a purpose. Is that the people, people are giving their money, they're depositing their money into that uh, false hope. It is a false hope. 
That's why it says, he that finds his life will lose it. He that, he that finds his life, you find your life in Christ, the life that you've had, in the you will lose it. You will lose it. And he that has laid down his life for the sake, for the sake of Christ, will find it. He that loses his life for the sake of the cross, he will truly find life. In Luke 14, verse 26 and 27, our Lord Jesus Christ explains it differently. Uh, same words only that Dr. Luke explains it in a different way. If, if, um, if a man come after me, uh, if, if, and if a man comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and his, and his wife and children and his own sisters and brothers and, and even his own life he cannot be my disciple. If any man come after me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, children, his brothers, sisters, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Dr. Luke records this part, this most important part, a little more stronger. But you know why? It is necessary that we understand this because man was created to glorify God. To glorify God. But sin came into the world. Sin entered. And man, man has loved darkness rather than light. So now man is uh, contaminated. Man cannot worship God. He cannot glorify God because he is contaminated or defiled with the things of the world. He's defiled. And that's what it says. We were created to glorify God. But in Romans 1.23 says, and they changed the glory of God. Romans 1.23. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. That is the sin of man. Man changes the worship towards God to worship the creature, to worship creation or creature. In other instances, even to worship self rather than God. 
And look what the word is saying. They, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to a corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And that's what happens. But that's why people do not, do not heed the word of God, the gospel. Because sin that has entered into the Garden of Eden because of the, uh, man's disobedience has corrupted our nature. And, we, and we've changed the glory that was supposed to be for God to give glory or worship to the creature. Look at Romans chapter 3. Chapter, uh, um, capital 3, excuse me, capitulo. Chapter 3, this is not Spanglish, okay? Um, <laughs> chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 and, uh, through 12. <laughs> it is written, as it is written. Amen. Verse 10 through 12, Romans 3. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands, there is none that seeks after God. They're all gone out of the way, they're all together become unprofitable. There is none that does good, no, not one. That is what sin has done in, in the nature of a man. It has destroyed us. Came to destroy for the, uh, for the, the reason that we were wor uh, created for. We've even become unprofitable. There is none that does good. Not even one. That is what sin is. In a few words, man spiritually is dead. He is dead. Even if you see him walking, uh, celebrating a, you know, a festival, doing multiple things, that man is dead in his uh, trespasses and sins because of the nature of man, because of the fallen nature. They do not seek after God. But there is good news. And that is that Christ came to seek Christ came to seek that which is uh, lost. Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost in trespasses and sins. He that was dead, Christ came to give him life, to give him hope. And that is the hope that now we have. There is an opportunity. Now as we speak, there is opportunity that someone can be found by the Lord 
And many, many might say, maybe even here, or watching this via social media. How is that possible? It is God that does it in our hearts by the, by the preaching or calling of the gospel. He does it in this way. Open the, uh, our, our eyes of understanding by the gospel so that we may see ourselves how we truly are as guilty sinners worthy of hell so that we may see Christ not only as, the only, as our only Savior of our, of our soul but also as the only one that can satisfy who can satisfy all of our desires of our heart. But through the gospel, God opens our eyes so that we may understand that without Christ we are we are condemned. It is not that we are we are going to be condemned. We are condemned without Christ. Without Christ. That is what the gospel does. When we see ourselves in that true condition, is when we begin to see what God has done that even us being his enemies hating him in every moment not enjoying his blessings that he gives us every day in other words we were, we were offending him continually and, and even in that state God demonstrates his love toward us and that us being all that he gives us his son Jesus so that Christ may come and take our place that you and I deserved on the cross of Calvary Christ takes our place he, he takes us from that condemnation from that condemnation and God gives us there what Christ deserved because Christ received what we deserve to receive and we received what Christ deserved to receive in other words, on that Christ, on that, on that cross, there is a change, there's an energy, there's a, uh, an, a change, or an exchange. Amen. Yeah. I receive. I receive what I don't deserve. And, and Christ had committed no sins. Christ, who had not offended God at any point, he receives my punishment so that he may give me life. When we understand that that is what happened on the cross, it is when we, we begin to value who is Christ. Who, or who, who is God? Who is Christ? 
The Lord opens our eyes in this manner. And that is when we truly embrace Christ with all of our heart. We, we love Him with all of our soul and our mind. And we don't care if we lose family. If we're going to lose riches. If we're going to lose whatever, anything, whatever satisfies us the most. We begin to love God. Tru truly in spirit and in truth. Because we know that uh, even, you know, we don't deserve that. By grace, God has given us a gift that we don't deserve. And that is the salvation of our soul. That is more valuable than anything else. But man, naturally, seeks seeks most to satisfy his own flesh or the desires of his world, the lust of the, uh, the world. But Christ is calling. Christ is calling. <laughs> Look at what John says in chapter 6, verse 35. John 6, 35. In verse 35, John, in John 6, look at what Christ says unto them. He says, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. And he that believes on me shall never thirst. Do you see what Christ is saying? Come. Yes, come unto me. I am the bread of life. He that um, eats of me, or yes, shall never hunger. He that believes on me shall never thirst. The calling is there. Come to Christ. Come to Christ. Know Christ. Put your faith in Christ, your, your, your confidence in Christ. Believe on Him. And you shall not be ashamed. In other words, Christ, He is the center of the gospel that produces salvation. Or salvation in the sinner. But the person that has no hope. Christ touches two uh, points here. The hunger and thirst. He, he speaks about the deepest needs. The deepest needs of our soul, our being, our body. That's what we mostly, mostly need. Is to eat and drink. But don't eat the things of the world. Eat of the Word of God. Come unto me, Jesus Christ says. I am the bread of life. He that, he that believes on me shall never thirst. 
Ese es un vacío that, que nada de este mundo puede llenar. That is an emptiness that nothing in this world could ever satisfy. Ese vacío que está en nosotros. That emptiness that is in us. No hay nada que lo pueda llenar. There is nothing that could ever fulfill it. Más que solamente Cristo. But only Jesus Christ. Esa es la paz que el hombre está tratando de encontrar. There is the peace that man is trying to find. Una paz que no se encuentra ni en los gobiernos. A peace that is not found in governors. No se encuentra ni en la fama. Not in fame. No se encuentra ni en el dinero. It is not found in money. No se encuentra ni en, en nada de este mundo. It is not found in anything in this world. Se encuentra en Cristo. Found only in Christ. In Christ is where we can truly supply or fulfill our needs so that we may receive true joy. Man without Christ is just empty. It doesn't matter what he does. He will always, find, he will always be empty. He will always be looking at, you know, he will always be searching Para la de ese vacío. To, try, to try to fill that void that only Christ can fulfill. Christ is the bread of life. He is the one who satisfies that void. He that believes on Christ shall never thirst. Man without Christ is just full of emptiness. Looks to satisfy his life. Maybe uh, by, through sex, sex, drugs, alcohol, vain things, things that are passing away. But he will continue to hunger. And he will continue to thirst. Because Christ is the only one who can satisfy that emptiness. That's why Christ said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And he that comes to me shall never hunger. When you truly come to Christ, you will see truly that you have found what your soul, your, your spirit, and your heart really needs when you come to Christ. And he that believes on me shall never hunger. Come to Christ is to come and satisfy all the desires of our soul but it is found only in Jesus Christ. Let us not do it religiously like many who supposedly come to Christ just because they're afraid, just because they're fearful of going to hell. Don't come to Christ because you're fearful of going to hell. No, come to Christ because you have understood what God has done there on the cross of Calvary through Christ and that Christ is the, the true bread and the true water that we need that we may be blessed, happy that we may be happy come to Christ because now I understand that only in Him 
I can satisfy and fulfill for eternity all desires of my heart. When you and I truly realize this, understand who Christ is, you realize that nothing in this world is uh, as valuable to, to, as valuable to take and to leave Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is uh, God eternal. He is the Almighty God. He is the second person in the triunity, triune God. He is a holy. He is compassionate. He is love. Uh, he is good. He is just. He is faithful. He is immovable. He is omniscient, all-knowing. He is patient, long-suffering. He is the God of glory. He is. He is who, by, who for love. He, he took our, our place, He took my place and your place that we truly deserved on the cross. That is Christ. He is our hope. The calling of Jesus the, the calling of Christ is not to have a uh, routine life of pleasures in this world and to have to look for um, and to continue searching for, to continue searching in self to satisfy the desires of our flesh. No. The calling of Christ is that you leave is that you stop wasting your time so you stop, stop wasting your time on things that do not satisfy that soul the calling of Christ is that we deny we deny ourselves to all that that brings us satisfaction a passing and that we turn to him let us seek after Christ Many say the Christian life is not easy. In certain points, they do have a, a you know, there's a, they, 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 um, they make a good point by saying that. But not according to Scripture. Because even though the Christian life appears to be difficult, it is easy when we put our faith in Christ. Look at what Matthew uh, 11 says. Matthew 11, 28 uh, to 30. Dice, 
Tomad mi yugo sobre vosotros y aprended de mí que soy manso y humilde de corazón y hallaréis descanso para vuestras almas, porque mi yugo es fácil y mi carga ligera. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, Jesus Christ said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. There is a yoke, and there is a burden, but in Christ it is easy, because it is light. Because it is not only you carrying it, Christ is carrying it for us. But we must deny ourselves. John writes the commandments. The commandments of the Lord that are not grievous. In First John, chapter five, verse three. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And his commandments are not grievous or burdensome. The Apostle John is teaching that. But the commandments of the Lord are not difficult to, to carry, to, to fulfill, or to, um, to do. When the love of God is in us. John Piper uh, quotes. John Piper says, John Piper quotes. John Piper writes, he says, it, it is not that Jesus as Lord is difficult, sino que el mundo in, but that the world es, es un lugar is a difficult place. It's a difficult place to enjoy Christ above all things. Our tendency our tendency um, this is probably the pieces of key. Our natural tendency is to um, suicidar. Okay. Yeah, our our um, our, our tendency is to enjoy. Well, that yeah, this, this is enjoy. But the others we see that. Oh, so we, if <laughs> that's a difficult word out there, yeah. Okay. Our, our natural tendency is to, is to, is, is to, okay, our natural tendency is to, is to destroy our own soul, or our own being. And enjoy other things, rather than Christ. In other words, we are so addicted to the things of the world. That we give place to that. Of satisfying ourselves. 
with those things that are passing away rather than enjoying Christ. To be a Christian, first we must crush. We must crush our own selves. Addicted to the things of the world. The problem is not that the Lord is, is very difficult to, to follow, but that the world has many things that appear to be good that take us or lead us that tempt us Taking, by tempting us to take those things of the world and, and rejecting Christ. We must uh, kill those things. We must crush them. All, all those things that do not allow us to enjoy Christ. That is the deepest problem. That, uh, the, the, the deepest problem of sin that consists in an exchange suicida suicide the exchange kills okay, something that, uh, that the exchange kills suicidal suicidal change one person says, "Come to Christ." I'll put it. I'll put it in these words. Okay, one person says, "Come to Christ," and he he appears to believe on Christ, and he appears to live in Christ. He goes to church. He prays. He fasts. He reads the Bible. He, he does all the things that a Christian is supposed to do. But he has a problem. He loves pornography. So then when he falls, when he falls into the uh, temptations of pornography, he is making that exchange. That, that, which, that exchange that which John Piper speaks about. And so man finds his satisfaction in, in temporal things, in pornography, and he turns aside from Christ. We have that tendency because the enemy will constantly be attacking us. He will be tempting us with the things that we used to practice or that we most loved when we were in the world. Then, so then we make that exchange. We, we change Christ for the, for the pleasures of the world. But we must understand that we must kill, we must mortify those, those desires. Speak to ourselves and say, it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And believe the Lord and live 
enjoying, enjoying the joy that only God, only Christ can give. In the, in, in the place or um, in, the, in the unbeliever, it is good. Because he is blind. And the glory and beauty of Christ, they've never seen it. They've never enjoyed it. They're dead. That is the unbeliever. The unbeliever can practice any, any form of sin. And there is no problem. Because he is dead in sin. Christ first must come and give him life. And that's what the Apostle Paul explains. In 2 Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 5. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 5. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. Um, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. In other words, for the uh, unbeliever, he is blind. He is dead. Everything he does, he does it in his ignorance, because he has not known Christ. But in the case of the uh, believer, is that that's, and that sin that still dwells in us uh, tries to mortify us all the time so that we would do so that we would do that exchange uh, that suicidal exchange a person that uh, uh, destroys himself these words are very uh, strong these are strong words. But look at how the Lord says it. In Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 2, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 12 through 13. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 12 to 13. The prophet Jeremiah says, Be astonished, O you heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. It is, it is offensive to the Lord to exchange Christ for any other thing. Just so we will satisfy ourselves from the things of the world. 
Because how is it possible that we, if we are already Christians, that we would uh, turn from worshiping the Lord to worship that which is created? And so that we would follow after that, that we know that in the end may, in the end may destroy us for our eternity. We must forsake all that of this world that continues to pull us, not, not allow us to enjoy. All, all that the world offers is passing away. That's what Christ was telling the uh, Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, verse 13. John chapter 4 verse 13 through 14 Jesus answered and said unto her the Samaritan woman whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Can you see the invitation? He, he that drinks of this water that is the, the water of this world, he will continue to thirst. But, but he that drinks of the water that Jesus Christ offers, that is of him, um, of him shall, in him shall be a well of water spring, springing up into everlasting life. There's a big difference. Let us not continue exchanging Christ for the passing things of this world. In John chapter 7, uh, verse 34. In John chapter uh, 7, verse, it is verse 30, uh, 37 through 38. Jesus Christ said, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, Okay, he said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Christ makes the invitation. Come to me. Believe on me. Believe on me. And he that drinks of the water that I'm offering shall never thirst again. He shall never thirst again. That is when Christ calls, when Christ calls us to deny ourselves and follow Him, is not, uh, uh, repito, 
When he causes us to deny ourselves and follow him, it is not only it is not only it is not, it's not only to receive forgiveness of sins and that we may feel and we may be alleviated from our guilt and the gift of eternal life. No. He is calling us that we would pursue a uh, a joy that is only found in Christ. Only in Christ. In His presence, the Word says, there is plentitude of joy. And at your right hand, the light uh, forever. In the presence of Christ, to find Christ. It is like that person that finds a treasure that was hid. He 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 hides that he hides that treasure and he sells all that he has so that he may buy that piece of land and so that he so that he may uh, keep that treasure. That is the parable of the hidden treasure. That is that is in Matthew chapter thirteen. In Matthew 13, verse 44, Jesus Christ tells us a parable. He says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field, the which when a man found, he hid, and for joy thereof he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. What Christ is saying is this, the, the, the treasure is hid. It is only revealed to those who were ordained for salvation. Those who received the message and they believe on Christ. Those people, they know that they have found life and they begin to uh, reject forsake or they sell all that they have so that they may that they may buy that land because that treasure is worth more than anything else all the world even your family they will they will think that you're 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 crazy because you're exchanging everything that you have for a treasure that is hid. It is hid. They, they don't see that. But you can see it. You've already seen him. This is why they judge you as being crazy. Because they cannot see him. But you can. There is a treasure that we have found and that is hid. It is so beautiful, isn't it? Not all can see it or see him. But if you've already seen him, sell all that you have. 
or forsake all that you have and hold on embrace treasure him because that treasure is eternal eternal it is not passing away everything that you have is passing away he that drinks of this water he will continue to thirst but he that drinks of the water that Christ offers he shall never thirst again and out of his uh, belly shall flow rivers of living water that flow unto eternal life that is the beautiful treasure of salvation that we have found the problem is that we um, we are very uh, conformistas ¿Cómo se dice? we are conformists and we are easily pleased by the things of the world but if we have truly repented of our sins and are truly born again by the power of the gospel then Christ has rescued us from that vain way of living now he has made us free from condemnation we are free because Christ has made us free but if you are not free today is the day of salvation today is the day that we can still repent and embrace that treasure that not all can see because it is hid let us return to Christ let us believe on him let us sell to sell is to forsake or to turn away from but perhaps during your whole life has, has been a great benefit to you that includes family that includes friends that includes money houses, whatever that is, we must be emptied of those things. And know that now we have something of more value. And His name is Jesus Christ. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Christ. And begin to enjoy of the true, uh, that true plentiful, the plentiful joy that is only found in Christ. Only in Christ if any man will be, a, will be my disciple he must take up his cross and follow me deny yourself deny all that that brings a, a pleasure of this, from this world and follow Christ that is the calling for all of us here every single day we must, be, we must heed that calling because Christ is continue, continuing to call because even though it seems uh, uh, it seems like it is not Christ, Christ continues to save sinners from sin 
Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. There is a message for this morning. Let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for um, for putting your words in uh, your servant's mouth, Lord. Father, we uh, we thank you for the cross, Lord. We thank you for your calling, Lord. And we thank you for your effectual calling upon us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for... Um, Lord, we trust, Father, that your word does not return to you empty, Lord, Father. That you would continue, to, that you would make your word effectual, Father God, in those whom you have ordained for salvation, Father. Lord, we pray for the believers here, Father God. We pray that you would continue to strengthen us, Lord. Continue to help us to, uh, continue to walk in that path, Father God, of, um, that straight and narrow path that Christ said, Father, as he, he said, enter yet the straight gate. He says, for wide is the gate and broad is the way leads to destruction. And many people there are that go in thereat. He says, but straight is that gate and narrow is that way that leads to life. And there are few people that find it. And Lord, we have found it, Father God. We have found you, Father, because we did not find you, but you found us first, Lord. And then we sought after you because, Lord, no one seeks after you. Word says that um, Christ said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that you may go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit shall remain. And that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. And your word says also that, that well, you loved us first, Lord. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for choosing us, Lord. Thank you for giving us life, Lord. Life more abundant, that is Christ Himself. Christ said that He came to, that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but that Christ has come to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. Thank you for giving Yourself to us, Lord. Lord, help us to live. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, as we continue, Lord, to carry our cross, Father, and keeping our eyes fixed on You, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, continue to uh, to help us, Father God, keeping our eyes fixed on You, the Author and Finisher of our faith, Lord. Abba Father, Lord, we praise you, Father. We, uh, we just, uh, Lord, we ask that you would just continue to keep us humble, meek, Lord. Abba Father, Lord, and Lord, help us, Lord, to redeem the time, Father God, as we are here, Lord, in this world, Father, that is passing away, Lord. Your word says, Paul says, that we must redeem, redeem the time because days are evil, Lord. Tomorrow is not promised. We, we live one day at a time. Lord, we, we celebrate birthdays, but the Bible says, teach us, Lord, to number our days that we may apply our hearts into wisdom. We don't know whether tomorrow we're going to wake up or not, Lord. So may we help us, Lord, to live to live each day as if it is our last, Lord. As as Christ says, if any man will come up to me, he must deny himself. He must take up his cross and follow me. So, Lord, I we pray for even for those, Father, who, who are here, Lord, and those through uh, the via uh, social media who are not saved, Father God. Lord, that you would, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself, Father, by the preaching of your word, oh, Father. Your word says that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save, so, to save those who believe. So, Lord, we ask that the Holy Spirit continue to work in their hearts, that you would draw your people to yourself, Lord, and continue to convict of sin and of righteousness, of judgment, as your word says, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father. Thank you for, for Hermano Chicas, Lord. Thank you for the word. Thank you for Pastor Brian who's given us the opportunity to, uh, to, to preach your word, Father. And we thank you for every member here, Father God, who has heard your word, Father. And for all those who are, who are listening to us via the internet, Father, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, to you we give you all the glory. Thank you, Abba Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit as well. Who, the Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, because you are the one who regen- regenerates us. The Bible says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his, to his mercy, he saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.